in our series in uh, Galatians, and uh, we're in uh, Galatians chapter 6, and uh, verses 7 to 10, if you want to turn there. What I, um, I really sensed this morning as, as I came in and we had a short time upstairs praying was a real sense of God wanting to um, uh, sort of instill hope into people's lives because um, now this is something we, we believe in very much here and therefore it's not really saying a great deal because we hope that happens, we hope, we, we, we expect that to happen every week but I think sometimes um, when you're preparing and when you when you you sense God wants to do something, and I, I, I believe today God wants to give real hope to people that have battled with something or have been trying to see something, um, and uh, and haven't seen any fruit. And this passage uh, that we're looking at today, uh, I believe, really wants to God wants to just give you that hope um, that actually good things are coming. Um, and, uh, and that actually, even if you've not seen anything, it's been a difficult time, if things are not going very well, actually there's some real keys here to, that you will go away from here with absolute confidence that good things will come. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe God wants to do that. I want to just, uh, I just want to pray that really right at the start of this, of my talk. Um, and that, that verse in Romans, it says, The God of all hope fill you with hope and joy as you trust in him. So Lord, I just want to pray now that that hope, Lord, you're the God of hope, and I just ask now that you would fill each one here with great hope as they trust in you. God, because you you are the supplier of hope. You're the supplier of joy. You're the supplier of all the good things. And Lord, we want to be ones that are so connected to you that we are full of hope. And so trusting in you, Lord, that we have tremendous hope. Uh, and joy and, and we look forward to what is coming Lord we don't look with dread but we look forward because we know good things are coming from your hand Jesus uh, we ask this in Jesus name Amen ok so uh, Galatians chapter 6 and 7 to 10 I'll just read this out uh, I'll be slightly different so it says there do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family (coughs) of believers. We're getting to the end of Galatians, and and it's important that that what we read here is in context of the whole of the book. Because Paul sets a foundation at the start about the importance of uh, living by faith uh, and not by works. And he's made the point time and time again that actually we received Christ through faith. Uh, We received the Spirit through faith. And it was nothing to do with anything that we did. 
Uh, and it's so important that we keep that as a foundation. Whenever we look at the passages like this, that must be the starting point. Because if we start here, we may think, oh, I've got to do something to get God's approval. I've got to do something uh, to get right with God. I've, I've got to do something. And actually, that's not what Paul says. Now, there is um, an element here of, of stuff that we, we need to do. But it's not to gain God's approval, it's not to gain salvation, it's not to get, gain any standing with God, because he's done that already. And it's really important that we have that as, um, as our basis. And, and the other thing is to say, uh, and again Jamie brought this out last week, is that we have been raised with Christ and we have died to sin. And Paul makes this point in not only this letter, but in other letters. But actually the, the body of sin that was in us was crucified with Christ and we were raised as new creations. We were new people, completely uh, set free from the grasp of sin and death. And, uh, and it's important that we know this, that we have victory, that we have authority. Um, because sometimes we can look at this and, and we, can, we can think that we're in a, 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 a never-ending battle. And again, Jamie brought this out there. Now, that's not true. We have, been, you know, Jesus has saved us, and, uh, and, and God says, and in, in, in Paul writes in Romans, we overwhelmingly conquer. And that's who we are. That's what we do. We, we're not strugglers against sin, that, you know, well, well, we won't, we win. No, we are conquerors. We are overwhelmingly conquerors in Christ. And, uh, and we need to see ourselves as this. I love that song. We, we need to see ourselves as who God sees us yeah, and who is. God's made us. We're not victims. We're not unable to do anything. We see us as God has said we are. And, uh, and Paul makes those points in uh, the start, and we've obviously been through a lot of those in, in, in the last few weeks. Um, but nevertheless, having said all that, we have our part to play. And, uh, and it's a very simple imagery that Paul gets here. Now, um, as, as, as many of you will know, my, my background uh, is not in uh, farming or, or in uh, a, a gardener. Uh, my wife's father is, a, is an excellent gardener. He does great things, and my wife picked up some things from him. Um, but I'm, I'm, I don't really dabble in that sort of thing. But I do get the imagery that, that Paul is writing about here. And it's a simple one as this. If you sow something, that's what you'll reap. Now, I can, I can grasp that. I can just about get that as a, as a, as a non-gardener. Um, but the point Paul makes here is that this is a fundamental rule or law that God has built into creation. It comes across everything. It works in the natural and it works in the spiritual. It's something God has built into if you sow something, you will reap it in time. Uh, uh, and, it's, and it's a fundamental truth of creation. Um, and then, but it's interesting, he starts with, do not be deceived. Yes. A man reaps what he sows. And, and if, if uh, Paul writes that, or if the Bible says that, there is a chance that we can be deceived. So it's, it's a warning. Don't be deceived. God won't be mocked. He's put something into creation. He's, put, he's built it in. You will reap what you sow. And, um, and so we have to think, oh, 
okay, am I, could I be deceived by this? And I think the answer is yes. We can think that I can do something, I can repeat something, and it will have no impact on anything. I can think, well, I carry on doing such and such, either good or bad, and it's not going to affect anything, it's not going to make any difference, it's not going to change anything. And Paul is saying, don't be deceived. That's not true. If you sow something, eventually you will reap something. It is uh, written into the foundations of creation. And so we, we mustn't think that what we do has no impact on ourselves or those around us. It does. It will. And, and we can all, and I, I can confess to, to this, that, that stuff that we do that no one else sees, that we think it doesn't really matter, in time will start affecting our relationships, our situations, our, 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 our lives. Our lives are affected by it. So, if we want our future with good things, we need to sow good things. Amen. And in Corinthians it talks about sowing sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. Sowing generously, we'll reap generously. So if we want, and we're looking for good things in our lives, and we want a bumper harvest in our lives, then we need to be sowing generously good things. Okay, it's as simple as that. If we want to see in the future something good coming, we need to be sowing now good things. And it's important that this, we, we see these verses not only as a, as a warning, but as an encouragement. Because if we sow bad things, bad things will happen. But if we sow good things, good things will come. Good things will result. Good harvest will happen. Again, the, the law applies equally that actually if we sow good things into any particular part of our lives, we can, in the promise of God, in the foundations of creation, expect and have a good harvest. And that is, that is where the hope comes. That actually as we take hold of this, we will see good things come. But that also speaks about endurance and patience. In the Hebrews 6 verse 12 it says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherited what was promised. See, they through faith and patience sowed and they got good things. And, uh, and, it, and we can get discouraged at times thinking, well, I can't see anything. It's like going into, uh, uh, you know, you can plant some, some seeds and, and then three hours later you go back and have a look and think, well, there's nothing there. That was a waste of time, wasn't it? And then we go back the next day and think, well, I'm not bothering that again. And, and although that's a, that's, a, that's a silly thing, that's how we can think sometimes. And actually in our world, and, and this is something that we have to be, be mindful of, is that everything is so instant. We have to have a return immediately. We, we must see, uh, you know, if we do something, we want something instantly to uh, come back and, 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 and see approval of and, or, or see good things happening. But that's not... You know, a, a farmer doesn't expect that. He sows something in uh, the spring and he, he's prepared to wait until the autumn to get the goods. He, 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 he won't look the next day and think, well, there's nothing coming. And so there is a, a need for patience 
and endurance to believe actually good things will come because God's promised it, he's written it into creation, but actually it may not be tomorrow. It may take a little while, and actually I will see this, I will inherit through patience and endurance. And, uh, and we need to just hold that sometimes. So that we know we're not sucked in by this society that says you've got to see instant return, you've got to see instant uh, uh, comeback. Now, just going on to what Paul is specifically talking about, it says in verse eight, sowing. Um, read that again. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. Now, I want to make sure that we're clear about what Paul is saying here. Um, To sow to the flesh is uh, to give in to temptation, effectively. To be tempted by something and to go along with it. And the Christian has a responsibility to not give in to temptation and to put to death, it says in... Uh, Colossians, the things that belong to the sinful nature. In Romans it says, do not let sin reign. So, although we were raised with Christ, we, we died to sin, there is still a possibility of us giving in to sin. We can do it. And the Bible talks about putting to death those things which belong to the sinful nature. Now, just to help us, you know, I was thinking about this, how does, how does this work? And, and uh, it's, just a, it's just a picture that I, I sort of came up with. Before we came to Christ, we were slaves to sin, okay? So if you can picture this, uh, there's a gang called Sin that was running around, and we were basically tethered to it. We were slaves, and this, this gang, and we just went along with it. We, we occasionally tried to resist, but because really we, we were slaves... We just, we just went along with whatever sin wanted to do. We just went with it. And, and, uh, and we, we got into trouble and we got into terrible things. And, uh, and yet then Christ came. And we were set free. We were no longer saved. In fact, more than that, we were raised with him to become sons and daughters of the king. So now, this, 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 this gang of sin is still there. But we are on the throne. We are sitting with... Christ in heavenly places. We have authority. Now we can look at sin and we can say, right, okay, I'm going to get off my throne and I'm going to join in with sin. That's a choice you can make. That's a choice I can make. But actually, why would we? Because we're now in a place of authority. I've got authority now to say, actually, sin, I'm going to put you to death. I've got authority over you now because I don't have to do it. I'm not a slave. So I'm going to take you captive. I'm going to take those thoughts captive. Because I no longer have to do this. And I'm going to put you to death. Because I'm, I'm in a place of authority. I'm no longer a slave. But what Paul is saying here is you've still got the choice. You can still get off your throne. You can still say, do you know what, I'm not going to... Uh, you know, although I'm in this place of authority, I'm, going to, I'm just going to play about in the dirt for a bit. With, with sin in this game. And, and that's what sowing uh, to the flesh is about. It's about playing around where we don't belong. It's about doing stuff Amen. that is not who we are. 
But we can still do it. We are still subject to temptation and we can still give into it and we can still sow into that. So what are things that sow to the flesh? Well, it's mainly, it starts with our thought life. And then it can go on to actions. So things like unforgiveness, harbouring a grudge, nursing a grievance, lingering on impure thoughts, uh, wallowing in self-pity, all those sort of things. And then they can be things like looking at stuff that's inappropriate or unhelpful on the internet or wherever it is. Or choosing uh, to self-medicate by, by perhaps having too much to drink. And, uh, but continue to, Now, I'm not talking about the odd lapse that, that, you know, that might happen. It's those that we continually feed on. Yeah. Those that we continually uh, let go over and over in our minds. And, and I just want to give a, you know, I just want to be honest here, is that I can look back to a time where I did that. Uh, when, when we first got married, um, we'd had a wonderful time uh, together at university, and I, it, was, it was an amazing time of my life. I had freedom, uh, I, I loved what, being able to, to, to be in a different place, I mean, I had a great family life, but... Um, and I had a great time with the Christian Union out there and I met uh, my wife-to-be and it was brilliant and we had a great time and I loved those few years uh, at university. And then when we got married, we, we came to live here and we got into life and we didn't have any money. We were in a church at the time that was struggling and to be honest, although I didn't realise it at the time, I'd started to feel resentful. I, wa- I harkened back to those days. I wanted to be back at university. I wanted to be in those days. And, and, and it wasn't. And it was hard work. And it was difficult. And, and things weren't going well. And, and, and I just started getting resentful. And instead of dealing with it, I let it build up. Now, I didn't talk about it. I didn't, I didn't uh, you know, I didn't, um, you know, start shouting, you know, from... From the outside, I probably looked great still, <laughs> as I do now. No, um, I probably look—I <laughs> probably look fine. But inside, I was being resentful. And you know what? In time, it started to affect my relationships. Who knew? Who knew that it affected the way I, I was towards my wife? Who knew it affected the way I was towards those outside and and, and my work and and, and, and suddenly. Things were not going well in our marriage and, 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 and around us. And it, and, and it wasn't because I was saying the wrong things. I was just thinking. I had let, I had sown to resentment and self-pity. I had sown to it. And I started to reap. And, and I, I you know, give praise to God because he pulled me up at a, at a, a conference. God spoke directly to me. And uh, I'm so glad he did, because after that point, suddenly, instead of looking and saying, God, look, look what you've given me. I've got a lovely wife. I've got, I've got a job. I've got a church. Okay, the church is going through difficulties, but actually, we've got some great people. Instead of thinking that, I was thinking, you know, oh, poor me. And, but now, I started thinking about, actually, all the good things that God had done for me. I think about the, the fact that God loved me, the fact that he was my father, the fact that he cared for me. And I started sewing differently. Now, it took time. It took time. There was a, a long time. But actually, gradually, as I sewed 
to, to the, the good things. I started sowing good things. So my marriage improved. And so my relationships improved. So my outlook changed. And so suddenly I was now in a completely different... Now the situation hadn't particularly changed. I hadn't particularly changed... You know, we were still struggling financially and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But actually, my attitude had changed. What I was sowing had changed. And so everything started to, to get better. Everything started to change. Suddenly, good things were growing. And so, we may feel actually, you know... Uh, well, see, what I could have done is I could have said, oh, woe is me, look, I've, got, I've messed up and I feel really bad and I feel really... And then, so what can happen sometimes is we can then go in on ourselves and say, well, so wait a minute, what you're saying is this mess that I'm in is all my fault. Now, the problem with that, and it may, you know, if you like, it may be, but we can then, again, feel really, start getting self pity oh, look what a mess I've made, oh, no, this is awful, oh, dear. Now, the problem with that is we can then start getting angry. If we're not careful, we can, we can, we can, instead of hearing God's gentle voice saying, actually, you need to start sowing differently, we can start getting angry about our situation. Now, this happened in, in, in the Old Testament with Cain. He, uh, those that know the story, he gave a, 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 a sacrifice, wasn't accepted, Abel's was, his brother Abel. And, uh, and God came to him and said, look, actually, just, just change what you're sowing. He didn't quite say use those words, but he said, change the way you sow. So to please me and to, to, to good things, and actually you're going to be accepted and everything's going to go well. Amen. Uh, but actually, you've got a choice now, okay? You've got a choice here. You can get angry <coughs> and resentful, and you can, you can carry on in your way, and things are going to get much worse. Now, Cain chose the wrong way, and things got much worse for him. And what God says to us is actually, actually, if you know you've been sowing into the way you've been thinking, maybe you've got some unforgiveness, maybe you are a bit resentful, maybe that you've been self-pitiful. God says to you, actually, okay, well, the answer here is to say, actually, no, God, you're right, I'm going to repent of that. I'm going to say sorry, and I'm going to start sowing good things. It's not about beating yourself up. I didn't actually wallow after that. I didn't rethink those years that I'd sown the wrong things. I just said, no, God, you're right. Uh, I'm going to repent of that and I'm just going to start sowing good things. I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. and I'm going to sow into my marriage. I'm going to sow into the church. I'm going to sow into my workplace. I'm going I'm to do what I can. I'm not going to wallow in that. I'm not going to think, oh, woe is me, how terrible that is. And actually, that's what God calls us to do. Mm. It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance and leaves no regret. That's what he says. He says, no regret. Okay, yeah, it hasn't gone well. But actually start doing what I've called you to do. And you know what? You will reap a good harvest. And you can forget all that. You can look ahead to, to something good to come. So it's right that we recognise that perhaps we've been sowing the wrong things. That we've been sowing things that are unhelpful. Things that have actually... And maybe no one knows, but you know actually it's starting to impact relationships and starting to impact stuff around you. God says, just repent, just say sorry, and then come to me, and I'm going to give you good seed to sow. And I'm going to tell you, show you good things that you can sow that will help to bring a harvest in the future. So, what are those good seeds? It says there in verse, uh, in verse 8, it says, 
the one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Now this isn't simply talking about heaven. We have eternal life now. And that eternal life, we've been singing about it, is all the good things of heaven being released in us. That's what eternal life is about, is having the things of heaven available to us now. And so when we sow these good things, when we sow to the Spirit, so we can expect good things of heaven to start appearing in our lives now. We can experience eternal life, the life of God, the, the flowing of, of the Spirit, the, the wonderful uh, illustration that Jamie was saying about the river of the Spirit flowing through us, bringing life and joy and hope and peace. And we can experience that now. And so sowing to the Spirit, we can expect a harvest of that in our lives day by day. And so what does it mean to sow to the Spirit? What is it that, that we need to do? Um, well, there are many things that we can do, and I'm just going to mention a few. Um, the first one, perhaps is the obvious one, uh, sowing to the Spirit, what does it look like? Well, it's just being with God. I'm always challenged and encouraged and, and, and uh, by the verse in, in Luke 5, verse 16, it says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. Amen. And I find that incredible because he was the Son of God. He had communion with Father all the time. He knew, he, he had no issues about who he was. He, had, he, 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 was, he knew he was the Son of God. He knew what he was here to do. And yet he often withdrew to lonely places to be with his Father. That is probably the best way to sow to the Spirit, is to get with God and to get alone with Him. Now that is a challenge for many people with their work commitments, their family commitments, their, their children, all the stuff that's going on around them. But actually to find those moments of intimacy with God, where you can commune with the Spirit, where it's not simply, it is about reading the Bible, it is, that's really important and, and that's one of the things I would say, but actually it's about communion with the Spirit. It's actually about being open and just saying, God, I just want to be close to you. It may be uh, through a time of worship, it may be just stillness, um, uh, whatever it is, it may be going for a walk and just engaging with the Holy Spirit and saying, I just, just want to be with you. I want you to speak to me. I want just to f- be filled with you afresh. And that's what Jesus did. He just went to place to be with Father, to be ministered to by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, in those times, God speaks. In those times, God encourages us. In those times, God's, uh, God just fills us with hope and joy. And if we come out of those times filled with hope and joy, we are going to spread good seed. Yeah? We're going to spread good seed. We, you, know, you can't help it. When you've been with Jesus, is it people mark to the disciples, you've been with Jesus. I can see that. It's affecting me. It's affecting the, what's going on around. You've been with Jesus, and it's, and it's a good thing. And so being with Jesus, being with the Father, will inevitably mean that you're going to carry good seed with you. <laughs> when you go to work, when you, when you, re, you know, react, uh, interact with your family and your friends, you're going to carry good seed. Um, but it's a challenge to get those times. And, uh, and it's a, a priority. It's a priority for each of us to find those times. What, what is it? Where can I? In the morning, in the evening, going for a walk. Uh, at lunchtime, whatever it might be, to find those times. Uh, to encourage one another, if you're in a family situation, 
to give time to your, your partner or your children or whatever it might be so that they can have those times uh, and, and, and create those atmospheres. We tried to do that in our family, to create a, an atmosphere where there, there, was, there was no television for a period of time. So if they wanted to, we never forced them, but they wanted to, they could just spend a bit of time with God. Uh, now, they didn't always like that, but actually there was, we got into a pattern of, of set times when the television was on or when it was off, so they could do homework and stuff like that. But it also meant that they had time, if they wanted to, just to, just to be quiet <coughs> when there was nothing else going on, they could be with God. And I think that is so important that we, we encourage and, and we sow uh, in that way. There's some very practical uh, things about uh, sowing. In Philippians 4, verse 8, uh, Paul writes, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That is sowing in righteousness. That is sowing good seed. Instead of thinking about, oh, poor me, thinking about the difficult situation I'm in or, 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 or being angry about what that person did or, or, or holding unforgiveness, we actually we, we, we put that down and say, no, I'm going to change that to think about the good things that God has done. I'm going to think about him. I'm going to think about good things. I'm going to think about creation. I'm going to think about uh, all that's praiseworthy. I'm going to fill my mind with those good things. And do you know what? That also is sowing good seed. That is sowing good seed. When we allow our minds to be filled with the good things of God, all that he's done, all that he's like, all that, what he's done, what, he, what, he's, uh, what he's done for us, what he's like, his goodness, his mercy, his love, that is sowing, to, uh, sowing good things. Obviously, we've talked about worship, the great thing. Um, and being thankful, being thankful, that's, that's going to be a challenge. For, you know, I listen to some people and, the, and, and all that I have to go through, thinking, you know, actually, but we, we've all got things to be thankful for. We sometimes have to battle and think, no, I'm going to thank God. In this middle of this situation, which is pretty awful, I'm going to thank God. I'm going to thank God that he loves me. I thank God that he saved me. That actually I've got a destiny in heaven that nothing's going to touch. I'm, you know, he's, he's for me, he's not against me. I'm going to thank him for that. Uh, and then we can look about the other things, the, the blessings that we have. And, and it's so, um, uh, so, so good to, to be thankful and, and replace uh, self-pity with thankfulness. And so those good things. Um, one of my, I'm not going to say, one of my favourite uh, uh, flowers... Fact, uh, you know, I, I, our, um, our uh, snowdrops. I don't know if you got these. There's loads of snowdrops around now. Actually, we, we saw a whole load, and, and crocuses as well, um, and daffodils. I like those things. <laughs> um, but uh, what I like about them is they're colourful, but they push through when uh, when it's still winter. They push through, and they give a promise of spring, don't they? When you see them. Um, and I, they're very pretty, very small, but I just they give you a promise of spring. And uh, but someone's sown them, someone's planted them in hope, saying, "I'm going to plant something good." And and they push through in a bad time. They push through in winter, and they sense even the smallest change, and they say, "I'm going to I'm going to flower," and uh, and and I'm going to you know I'm going to give you a promise of something good to come. And so that's why I love those flowers, because they are, they are a sign of spring coming. 
And, and so once we've sowed good things, that we can expect, even in hard times, in difficult times, good things to come out. And it doesn't need, it doesn't need good circumstances and good situations for good fruit to come. It doesn't need that. It just needs that you've sown. You've sown, and in the bad times and in the good times, fruit, good fruit will come. So how else, what other things that it means to uh, sow to the Spirit? Well, there's a, the verse in the Bible says, find out what pleases the Lord. What is it that God would like you to do? Um, if we sow good things at work, we can expect a good return. Now, some of you have challenging work situations. Um, and people at work you don't get on with, and people that aren't very kind to you. Uh, but the Bible, again, encourages us by talking about, um, instead of cursing your enemy and having a go at them, it says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will be heaping burning coals on his head. Now, I won't go into what, all the meaning of that, but actually what, what Jesus is saying is, even when you've got someone bad that's having a go at you, so good things into their life. So good things. And actually, you're going to re- reap something there. If you've got a job that you don't like or, or you're struggling with, the Bible says instead of getting resentful about it and, and you know, just sort of not, not trying, so good things. So, you know, be diligent at work. Believing, actually, you will reap a harvest. And, and, and this is where the hope comes, is that the, there is no doubt that if you sow, you will reap. If you sow good things at work, yeah. you will reap. Yeah. God's yes. promised it. God's built it into creation. It may take time. If you sow good things, if you're aff- affirming in your relationships, if you encourage, if you, if you show love, you will reap a harvest of good things. And, and as we do that, as we give time to these things, so we will see a harvest that will encourage in, in, our, in our marriages, in our families, in our relationships at, at church and at work. So good. How can I encourage this person? How can I do a good job today? How can I, uh, how can I bless my wife or my husband? How can I encourage my children, even when they're displaying some terrible things? How can I do that? What, is, what, what, what can I sow into their lives Amen. that eventually will bring a harvest? You know, we can try that and the next day is, is the same or worse. And we think, well, that was a waste of time. But this is where this promise comes in. It's by patience and faith. Believe and actually God has, has said this. <coughs> I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this. And this is what the next verses say. He says... Uh, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And so, and so Paul is saying, look, I know it's difficult. I know you, you've probably not seen anything. You've sown here and, and, and actually but keep going, because you will, it will reap. You will happen. It will come. And good things will happen. So... Uh, you know, sometimes it's difficult. There may be people here that have, have been in church for a little while and they've, they've struggled to build relationships and, and it's not going very well. Can I encourage you? Build into that. Sow into it. Don't wait till someone sows to you. Yes. You know, that's, that's you know, that I could have, you know, in, in a marriage, say, for example, you know, I'm not responsible for my wife's sowing. I can't say to her, well, yeah, you're not sowing very good things here. 
Uh, yeah, that's why it's not going very well, is it? Because you're not saying very well. I can't say. Uh, my responsibility is uh, how do I sow? How, do I, how, how am I sowing? I'm not pointing the finger and saying, well, you're not saying very well. No, no, this is to me, actually. How am I sowing? I'm not responsible for anybody apart from myself. And let God speak to others and say, actually, you know, I will deal with these things. Uh, you know, we, 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 all we can do is, is, is the best time, as James often said, is, is to be responsible for myself and I will sow good things. And, and I will do, and do you know what? I will reap a harvest. It doesn't matter what somebody else does because that's somebody else's, their responsibility. And so I, I will sow good things and I will do what I can. And things like going to, to community groups is a great place to build relationships. Again, it takes time. But if we, if we go there, if we continually go to those places and build relationships and, and do uh, good in those places, then we will reap a harvest. Uh, and, and if you're, you know, if you, you know, if you, if, if we're continually on the outside uh, and, and we don't give time to these things, then it's not surprising we don't reap a good fruit from it. And this isn't to bring condemnation, it's to think, actually, no, do you know what? I, I, I'd like greater friendships. You know what? I'm going to sow into them. It's, it's, to, it's to encourage us to believe that actually as we do this, we will reap a harvest. And actually, that, that good things come. But actually it will take some effort and time on my part to feed and to sow into it. And when I do that, some good will come because God has promised it. And the last verse is, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It all is part of the same thing. (laughs) You know what? Actually, we're a wonderful uh, people of God. And actually the best thing we can do is do good to each other, to sow into each other's lives. It's great when people send texts and, and, and then have a word. And we're just sowing. We're sowing good things into life. And, uh, and we meet together uh, and we, we have fun together and we have coffee together. And that's sowing good things. And so if we, if we come once in a blue moon, uh, that we're not sowing very well. But actually when we come consistently, we're sowing. And, and we may not see everything, but you know what? You will reap a harvest as you give yourself to these things as you give yourself to being with God's people and blessing them and doing them good and, uh, and, and it's a wonderful promise and it's a wonderful hope that we can expect a good harvest as we sow things to, we sow to the spirit and we will reap uh, good things so can we just stand together <coughs> just want to pray really for just anybody and I, I, I was praying for that I thought you know what those years ago I got, I got stuck I got stuck into bad thoughts about you know how, how, how my life was turning out and how things weren't going as I thought they should do and I just got resentful and I'm so grateful that God spoke to me and I just, there may be one or two here that have got into that, they've got into Situations they've looked at it and they thought, oh, what is me? This is not fair. And it can be understandable and it can be, you know, but actually that leads to sowing stuff which isn't going to go well. And so just right now, if you know that you've been sowing things in your heart that you know aren't right, maybe you've been resentful, maybe you're self-pitiful, maybe, maybe you're, you're not forgiving because of what happened many years ago, just let God speak to you 
And all you need to do is say, God, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to repent of that. I'm going to turn around from that thought, from those thoughts that have been running over and over in my mind, and I'm going to, I'm going to turn away from them. Lord, I'm sorry, I repent, I'm going to turn around. And I'm going to start sowing good things. And it's a decision that we can make, because we have authority. It's a decision we can make, because I can take all thoughts captive, because of what Christ has done. I have authority over sin, and I'm going to take these thoughts captive, and I'm going to have good thoughts now. I'm going to sow good thoughts. I'm going to sow thankfulness. I'm going to show praise. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, sow uh, joy. I'm going to show hope into this situation. I'm going to sow uh, presence of God into this situation. Uh, and I'm not going to wallow. I'm not going to. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to say, God, I repent, and I'm going to change what I sow. I'm going to change what I sow, and I'm doing that, Lord, because I know I will receive a good harvest. Because that's what you promised. That's what you built in. So if that's you, just just give those thoughts up and let let God, his, through His Holy Spirit, come and fill you with hope for the future. That actually, situation is going to change because you're going to sow good things. You're going to see good fruit come. And for those that have been sowing, and I just want the other thing, is those that have been sowing good things into their workplaces or into their relationships and not seeing what they would love to see, I just want to give you, just encourage you to keep going. Because the promise stands that as you sow, you will reap. If you are sowing good things, you will reap good things. And just to, to, to don't give up. Don't let God, the God of all hope, fill you with hope right now so that you will keep going and not grow weary. To know that actually what you're doing is really good and a harvest is coming and a good things are coming because God has ordained it in, uh, in creation. That you will, you will reap good things. So keep going. Keep going with your work. Keep going with your relationships. Keep going with church. Keep going with these things. Because actually in time you will see a good harvest. And you will look back and say, wow, that's wonderful. Look at, look at these flowers. Look at this, look at this fruit that's come. Yeah, because God wants to give you that hope. Yeah, thank you, Jesus.